Welcome to Sunshine Guide, a nature therapy podcast hosted by me, Katie Keith. I'm a certified forest therapy guide and outdoor educator who is passionate about bringing nature therapy into the everyday. Nature therapy happens whenever we mindfully connect with the natural world. So on Sunshine Guide, we jumpstart this nature connection through storytelling and guided invitations. This week, our short story again comes from the 1888 book, The Stories Mother Nature Told Her Children, by Jane Andrews. The New Life It is May, almost the end of May indeed, and the May flowers have finished their blooming for this year. It is growing too warm for those delicate violets and hepatias who dare to brave even March winds and can bear snow better than summer heats. Down at the edge of the pond, the tall water grasses and rushes are tossing their heads a little in the wind and swinging a little, lightly and lazily, with the motion of the water. But the water is almost clear and still this morning, scarcely rippled, and in its beautiful, broad mirror reflecting the chestnut trees on the bank, and the little points of land that run out from the shore, and give foothold to the old pines standing guard day and night, summer and winter, to watch up the pond and down. Do you think now that you know how the pond looks in the sunshine of this May morning? If we come closer to the edge where the rushes are growing, and look down through the clear water, we shall see some uncouth and clumsy black bugs crawling upon the bottom of the pond. They have six legs, and are covered with a coat of armor, laid plate upon plate. It looks hard and horned. And the insect himself has a dull, heavy way with him. He might be called very stupid, were it not for his eagerness in catching and eating every little fly and mosquito that comes within his reach. His eyes grow fierce and almost bright, and he seizes with open mouth and devours all day long, if he can find anything suited to his taste. I am afraid you will think he is not very interesting and will not care to make his acquaintance. But let me tell you, something very wonderful is about to happen to him. And if you stay and watch patiently, you will see what I saw and have never forgotten. Here he is crawling in mud under the water this May morning. Out over the pond shoot the flat water boatmen, and the water spiders dance and skip as if the pond were a floor of glass. While here and there skims a blue dragonfly with his fine firm wings that look like the thinnest gauze, but are really wondrously strong for all their delicate appearance. The dull black bug sees all these bright, agile insects, and for the first time in his life, he feels discontented with his own low place in the mud. A longing creeps through him that is quite different from the customary longing for mosquitoes and flies. I will creep up the stem of this rush, he thinks, and perhaps when I reach the surface of the water, I can dart like the little flat boatman, or better than all, shoot through the air like the blue-winged dragonfly. But as he crawls toilsomely up the slippery stem, the feeling that he has no wings like the dragonfly makes him discouraged and almost despairing. At last, however, with much labor, he has reached the surface, has crept out of the water, and clinging to the green stem feels the spring air and sunshine all about him. Now let him take passage with the boatman or ask some of the little spiders to dance. Why doesn't he begin to enjoy himself? Alas, see his sad disappointment. 
After all this toil, after passing some splendid chances of good breakfasts on the way up, and spending all his strength on this one exploit, he finds the fresh air suffocating him, and a most strange and terrible feeling coming over him, as his coat of mail, which until now was always kept wet, shrinks and seems even cracking off while the warm air dries it. Oh, thinks the poor bug, I must die. It was folly in me to crawl up here. The mud and the water were good enough for my brothers and good enough for me too, had I only known it. And now I am too weak and feel too strangely to attempt going down the way I came up. See how uneasy he grows, feeling about in doubt and dismay for a darkness is coming over his eyes. It is the black helmet, a part of his coat of mail. It is broken off at the top and is falling down over his face. A minute more and it drops below his chin, and what in his astonishment to find that, as his old face breaks away, a new one comes into place. Larger, much more beautiful, and having two of the most admirable eyes. Two, I say, because they look like two, but each of them is made up of hundreds of little eyes. They stand out globe-like on each side of his head and look about a world unknown wonderful to the dull black bug who lived in the mud. The sky seems bluer, the sunshine brighter, and the nodding grass and flowers more gay and graceful. Now he lifts this head to see more of the great world, and behold, as he moves, he is drawing himself out of the old suit of armor, and from two neat little cases at its side come two pairs of wings, folded up like fans, and put away here to be ready for use when the right time should come. Still half-folded they are, and must be carefully spread open and smoothed for use. And while he trembles with surprise, seeing how every movement he's escaping from the old armor and drawing from their sheaths fine legs, longer and far more beautifully and colored than the old, a slender body that was packed away like a spyglass and is now drawn slowly out, one part after another, until at last the dark coat of mail dangles empty from the rushes, and above it sits a dragonfly with great, wondering eyes, long, slender body, and two pairs of delicate, gauzy wings fine and firm as the very ones he'd been watching but an hour ago. The poor black bug who thought he was dying was only passing out of his old life to be born into a higher one and see how much brighter and more beautiful it is. And now shall I tell you how, months ago, the mother dragonfly dropped into the water her tiny eggs, which lay there in the mud, and by the by hatched out the dark crawling bugs so unlike the mother that she does not know them for her children and flying over the pond looks down through the water where they crawl among the rushes and has not a single word to say to them, until, in due time, they find their way up to the air and pass into the new winged life. If you will go to some pond when spring is ending or summer beginning and find among the water grasses such as insect as I have told you of, you may see all this for yourself and will say to me, dear children, that nothing you have ever known is more wonderful. With that tale of new life in mind, here's this week's Nature Invitation. Wander out and spend time with a being, a tree, rock, bug, or whatever calls to you. Imagine transforming into that being. What would it feel like? What would you see? 
And when your transformation is complete, share your story with loved ones. And that's it for this episode of Sunshine Guide. Please reach out to me. What being did you choose? How did it feel to become them? Do you have a nature story to share? Tell me all about it by emailing yoursunshineguide at gmail.com. Special thanks to artist Nermeen Chaudhry for our beautiful podcast art and musician Jeff Isaac for the original music. Subscribe to Sunshine Guide to hear episodes every Sunday. Thank you for listening. Until next time, this is Katie Geith sending you sunshine.